I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Off With The Fairies, a paranormal podcast. My name is Morgan Phillips. Um, I've always had a big interest in the in myths, legends, all that kind of thing. Um, but I thought it was always kind of a myth and myth and legend. It wasn't real. However, very recently, um, a very good friend of mine, Isabella Villette, just uh, told me she was a fairy. Uh, I'm not actually a fairy. Um, <laughs> what? Oh, I didn't tell you. Yeah, no. What I said, I was raised by fairies. So I'm a changeling. You were raised by the, that's still cool. That's really cool. I mean, uh, I <laughs> no one ha- has fairy parents, you know. So. Yeah, well, technically, I don't. Um, actually, the people that the imposters that call themselves my parents actually stole me when I was a baby from my human parents and left in in my place a dead, sick, well, sick and dead little fairy baby. And so, like, actually, I was raised by. By imposters. That is so cool. Um, oh, it was actually like it's actually really horrible. Like when you think about it, it's actually like just really disgusting. But I mean, the the fact, like, I sure. I mean, yes, I, I am so sorry to hear about. I mean, your your difficult upbringing. But look at you now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, my life's been a lie. So. Yeah, but you're you're a great person now, right? I, I look. I'm and, still really dealing with like dealing with my past and I'm not really, I wouldn't say like, okay is not a word I would use to describe myself. It's a word I would use to describe you though, friend. Thanks. I mean, thanks Morgan. I mean, that's kind of middling as far as compliments go, but yeah, look, I'll accept it. Look, I mean, yeah, I'm okay now. I mean, I guess that like it was a big shock when I, growing up, I always knew I was different, obviously because like my size. What do you mean your size? Well, like fairies are obviously like quite small. Like a fully grown fairy is actually like the size of your forearm, and that's like a tall one. Oh, right. You know, yeah. Right. So like some fairies kind of vary from like maybe the size of like a human palm to like a forearm. So obviously, like I was bigger than that always. You know, even as like a little two year old child, and and it was quite confusing to me. And it's actually really surprising that I didn't realize that I was another species until I was twenty one. Wait, how long did it take you to realize you were a, a, a twenty one? You you twenty one. You're you how old now? Um. Well, for casting purposes, because I'm actually pursuing a career as an actress, I don't really want to um, divulge that. I would say though for Anyone listening? That I would well, say I would my say casting you... range is maybe sixteen to thirty-two, and you look maybe like twenty-six. Why twenty-six? Why didn't you it's say sixteen? Guess. I mean, you don't, you don't, you don't look underage okay. in the nicest possible way. You look anyway. Like we're getting off track. Female. What I want to say All is right. that, like, yeah. Um, well, the the point of all this is that 
Isabella has uh, suggested to me that she could um, introduce me to some of the contacts she has in the kind of paranormal side of the universe. Oh, Morgan, look, I'm going to interrupt you there. Uh, paranormal is not a phrase that's widely accepted by fairies mm. and other creatures. It's just not like, as, uh, you know, that kind of language is really outdated and, you know, probably classified a bit as hate speech. Totally. I totally understand. I'm so, I have no concept of what is normal to someone who is, uh, I don't know what to What call. is normal, Morgan? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're right. What is normal? My whole, my whole vision of what is normal is completely out the window now. So why don't you, why don't you tell me what, uh, how I should uh, refer to the kind of world that your f- parents live in? Well, my actual human parents live. No, your no. fairy oh, parents. my fairy, the imposter, yeah. Um, look, I don't really talk to them anymore, but the world that we live in, we just call it normal too. Like we think that's not, we call you guys paranormal actually. So for the for the sake of this, do you mind if I? Well, what what? How should I refer to the other kind of the world that you come from, as opposed well, it's to confusing, this? Confusing, isn't it? Because obviously, like I come from both worlds, and both of those worlds call each other paranormal and themselves normal. So it's going to be really confusing. hard to kind of work out what you're talking about. But I would say, for the purposes of this podcast, seeing as um, you know, humans will be listening to it, we we probably can stick to paranormal. But I would ask you that. If you say that in front of a person from my normal world, like, you know, there are going to be consequences and I'm just really worried about right. that. Okay, yeah. yeah, no, I'll definitely watch my tongue uh-huh, around um, people from that your, your world. Um, so the first person you were going to introduce me to... Person <laughs> is a strong word. Person implies some kind of personhood. <laughs> uh, sorry. This I is just... a creature. That we're about to meet. And look, the reason why I've mentioned him when you wanted me to introduce you to uh, creatures is because, look, I'd say he's probably one of the friendlier kind of members of the community. Yeah, he's great. You know, fun is actually a part of his name. That's how much he's, he likes fun. Well, what, what is his name? His name is um, Funny Killer. F- funny Killer. Yeah, Funny Killer. It's... Um, his brother is, is Dracula. I've what? Probably heard of <laughs> a vampire? He's a, he's a vampire? Yeah, he's a vampire. That's that's so cool. Yeah, but he's a really fun vampire. Like that's well, that's part of his sort of personal branding, isn't it? A funny killer, fun brother to Dracula. It's important to him to be seen that way. And so I think he'll be really friendly towards you and just be very kind of like open about information and you know, just like a really good starting point if you want to learn more about you know, other worlds. Absolutely. I'm so, I'm so excited. So, uh, here we are outside of, um, Funicula's house. Uh, he, this is a very big house. He's a, I guess what, how I would describe it is a great big Gothic mansion. Um, and I guess I'll just, uh, should I knock on the door? Is yeah. Great. You I'll give just... him a knock. Oh, there's a doorbell there actually. It's his face. You can press the nose. Oh. All right. Great. I'll just press the nose. Surprise! It is my actual face! 
Oh, hi, Fin... God, Finicula, you're so oh. much fun. <laughs> what? I'm sorry, did I startle you? I mean, yes, yes, you did startle me. Um, <laughs> whoa. Oh, Isabella, it is so good to see you again. Oh, Finicula, you know, I really miss you when I'm away. Okay, just to describe what just happened, uh, I... Finicula's face was a bronze doorbell on his door face, and then all of a sudden, he was just there. Funicular was right there, and I was just pressing his nose. Yes, it's one of my jokes that I have, you know, like the clown, you press the nose and things sometimes happen. This is just the same. I'm clowning with you. <laughs> well, uh, Greg, Greg uh, my name is Morgan. You must be the Morgan I've heard so much about. A pleasure to meet you. I am Funicular. Funicular, it is a pleasure to meet you too. Um... I have so many questions about what it's like to live as a vampire. Absolutely. Well, won't you come in, please? Uh, absolutely. You, now, just so you know, Morgan, um, you're not allowed to enter a vampire's house unless they invite you in. Oh, So I... this is actually quite an honour that Funicula has done this within just a few seconds of meeting you. Well, I am honoured. Did you know that amongst our people, we also uh, we have a thing about vampires not entering our house unless we invite them? Well, is I that... would think that rule would apply to anyone, really, that they should not <laughs> enter your house without permission. That's, that's quite funny. That, that, I mean, that does make sense. Yeah, yeah. so why yeah. is it so exclusive to what... Va- I don't understand. It's a weird, specific vampire rule. It should just be a people rule. Well, yeah, I I agree. It is really just a people rule, I guess. I just have never thought about it working in reverse. And I guess that's my ignorance. Hey, don't stress about it. Come on in. There's plenty of room for everyone. Any friend of Isabella is a friend of Funicula. Whoa, this place is... uh grander on the inside than it was on the outside. Yes, that's a trick of the light, actually. It is equally as grand from the inside and from the out, but better illuminated outside, so inside there's a little more mystery and a little more to the imagination. So what you're actually seeing is, you know, as grand, but what you don't see, you're imagining it to be grander than it is. Funicula has been alive, obviously, for like eternity. So he's actually got like degrees in psychology and like lighting Interior design. Interior design, yeah. yes, architecture. Yeah. I mean, if you don't mind me asking, how long have you been alive? Well, it's a personal question. See, I like to keep my casting age between about, say, 13 and 495. So I prefer to keep that secret. I hope you don't mind. No, that's... Well, how old were you when you were turned into a vampire? When I was turned... I was 85 years old. Yes, 85 years old. But I was a vampire at that stage as well. So when you say turned, it's kind of like, uh, you know, uh, a coming of age type thing. You see, I was actually born into a vampire family. I am the last line of genetically bred vampires. I say bred, but I mean, it's natural procreation. But you see, I mean... There are no more female vampires alive. Sadly. And you can't just make another one? No, well, you can, but they don't have the power to breed. I guess oh. it would be similar to the way you have a mule. It's like the, the child of a, a right. donkey yeah, and yeah. a horse, but yeah, it cannot sterile. breed. That is the yeah. same with every female vampire that you might know of. Wow, I can't That's believe amazing. we've never actually had this conversation before about... Well, you need to come over more often, Isabella. Yeah, I mean, I guess just like growing up, I was just so angry, you know, when I was from 21 onwards. And, yeah, also yeah. you're over 21. I thought you were 16. Thank you, Funicula. Um, yeah. 
But uh, why are you laughing, Morgan? Why is that funny? Is not, nothing. I don't think it's funny at all. You look great, Isabella. It's good to see that you're always smiling. I do like this. Guy. I am so excited yeah. to be here and to to meet you. I you may not be able to tell, but uh, I have a very limited. Um, Vocabulary? <laughs> <laughs> well, I just haven't met many vampires before. How or many have you met? You. That, that's it. So many being none. None. I've met none before I met you. Well, I, Fanicular, you've got a lot of brothers, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Of course. I'm surprised you haven't met or even heard of anyone. Obviously, I have Dracula, uh, your most famous brother. Oh, yes. Mine. I can see him on that in the painting up yes, on the wall there. Yes, he has the biggest frame because, look, he's the most popular, and that's kind of how we do it around here. There is also Vernacular. He is very, very clever, very smart brother. He has even more degrees than I have. Wow. What? How many? Like landscaping, landscaping. Uh, uh, viticulture, you know, the making of the wine. Wow. Um, Oenology, I think that's the same one. I don't even know. All of these things are so specific as well. I guess with all the time in the world, you can study the most specific things in the world. Exactly. I mean, he has PhDs in everything. He was the first doctor in the The family. The first doctor in the family. In the family. Not the first doctor like in, you know, the world. No, the the first doctor in the world... uh, was the expert on, uh, well, this is hard to talk about, but, uh, you know, stakes and, and finding a vampire's heart. Uh, oh, I'm so sorry. This First is a really doctor. sensitive issue yeah. for you, Fanaculas. His uh, name is uh, Dr. Byron. Dr. Doc- Byron. Dr. Byron. Yes, I don't, I never found out if it was first name or second name, but he That's discovered true. that the stake through the heart would kill a vampire, and actually, that is how my mother. So the whole um, my mother died. The the, the whole uh, concept of doctor is actually named after Doctor um, Doctor Byron. Doctor Byron. So maybe Doctor was his first name. It could be because where did that word come from? Well, yes, it's like John Smith was a Smith Doctor Byron or Byron Doctor, first Doctor. Yeah, and that's where. I actually, I'm, I wonder if vernacular would know because the, it seems like vernacular would. You know, know a bit about language? Probably, but we do not like to talk about Dr. Byron, or as I like to call him, Byron Murderer. Is it is it weird then to uh, say that vernacular is a doctor, given it's such a sensitive issue, and doctor is kind of a word used uh, to describe the first person to find out how to kill vampires? I guess so, but uh, Dr. Murderer, I mean, <laughs> vernacular murderer would not be very good either because, you know, vampires do have a pretty bad reputation. I think you'll agree, Morgan. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, most uh, most of the time when vampires are written into literature, literature at least classically, yes. they're, they're the villains the of the villains, story. The villains, why? Uh, well... Mostly the killing and the blood sucking, I guess. Well, I mean, what can you say about humans? Again, we have rules for vampires. Shouldn't you say same for humans? I mean, sure, the manner is not quite as, say, grotesque to remove the blood from the body, but bang, bang, nuclear warfare, even theft, robbery, you know, all of these humans do. I can, vampires I, just a little thirsty. I, <laughs> I completely agree. Um... Vampires, I, I, I mean, I guess when you think about it, vampires are really, le- as, a, as a species, have killed way less people than humans oh, have. species? What is species? Come on, we're one of you guys, kind of. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't know how it works. Well, we call ourselves a little clique, if you will. Uh, not so much a species, just a little, a posse, if you will, you know, <laughs> right, within yeah. the human-ish community. Yeah, right. Yes, yes, yeah. posse. So, um, Funicular, when you do feed on blood, 
Um, what, what kind of, how do you procure that? Well, uh, these days, you know, a little more boring. We like to, to stick with uh, more sustainable options, you know, waste not, want not. We can subsist on any kind of blood, really. But I prefer Long Island iced tea. Long Island with blood or just... No, no. I mean, sugar. Long yeah, Island iced Long tea. Long uh, rum, vodka, um, you know, two other types of alcohol, maybe another rum. It just seems because you're dead, how do you have a liver? Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, I think maybe it was a bit of a hangover, if you know what I mean, that we felt the need to constantly... I mean, sure, we need to blood every once in a while, but uh, but mainly we just, we just eat for the taste, you know? And I think right. humans are much the same, like, uh, you know... We don't eat the same boring stuff all the time. We like to spice it up. Mm. And that is where Long Island iced tea and a nice, uh, you know, uh, hamon or uh, maybe some some delicious cheese. Oh, do you have that in Barcelona when you go there? Yes. You, you saw my holiday, holiday post. You yeah. go to Barcelona. Yes. I mean, I posted onto Facebook these photos of, well, they weren't of me because obviously I didn't appear in the photos. Yeah. But you could see sort of my indentation in the sand and the Long Island iced tea floating in midair. It was quite disturbing. Absolutely. Well, the, well, you mean, how disturbing is well, it? Well, I mean, it was quite, it's quite shocking to sort of see like floating iced teas and kind of just indents in the sand, I guess, for, you know, when you're not used to it. For the normal folk, yes, yeah. I guess so. Actually, I mean, that brings up two points for me. One, I thought vampires were, um, you know, bad in sunny conditions and the sun would hurt them. Oh, yes. I must carry sunbrella all the time. Uh, uh, sunbrella is short for like an umbrella, but for the sun. So I call it sunbrella. That's a great name for one, yes. one of these things that doesn't exist. Well, yes, and I use that to protect myself from the UV rays. Very, very harmful. I mean, you with red hair probably understand perfectly my fear. Absolutely. I mean, I wear sunblock whenever I'm outside. Oh, sunscreen. Yes. Um, Mm. I I, I use it whenever I uh, am going out in the hot weather. Because otherwise, poof, poof, you spontaneously combust. But you know, I mean, I get sunburned. But I I guess redheads and vampires have yeah have a bit in common. Like so much. And it's funny as well, Funicular, because you know you're both you're redheaded vampire. Does that make it even worse for you than other vampires? Both worlds. Yes. Yes. It is extreme. Yeah. But still, I like to get out and about. You know, you can't just sit inside your mausoleum all day. You'll just be bored. Do you get into a coffin when you sleep at night? Well, sometimes. You know, variety is a spice of life. That's what I always say. Like, traditionally, yes, my parents want me to have a coffin. So, of course, I have a coffin. Do not to appease all the, appease all the brothers, like Peninsula and Insula. Those are my twin, twin brothers. Uh, Peninsula and Insula. Yes, one loves to go out and the other one is a bit of a hermit, say. But, you know, sometimes they expect that we have these traditions. So, of course, I have the, the typical coffin. I even have an ancient Egyptian sarcophagus. Well, just... That you sleep next to. Pardon me? That you sleep with. Well, yes, I like to alternate. Like a teddy bear. Yeah, well, uh, no, no, you sleep inside this sarcophagus. Oh, you sleep inside it. Yes. I wasn't sure if maybe you held it kind of like a doll. I guess you could, Isabella. You could. Would you like to hold something to hold? I would not like to hold a sarcophagus as I slept, but um, what, I appreciate What did appreciate you hold in the... your childhood? Uh, in my childhood, I held on to a searing sense of fear and regret that I wasn't, in fact, a fairy. Not, not all that comforting, hey? No, in fact, like, just really disgusting. Have you found anything to replace, to hold something else? 
Long Island iced tea, maybe? How about one for you, Morgan? <laughs> All right, well, I'll, I'll definitely have a Long Island iced tea. Um, well, why don't we just take a little break while we're uh, getting these Long Island iced teas, and then we'll get back into it. I'll show you my cocktail shaker. It is in the shape of a bed. This seems like as good a time as any for me to tell you that today's episode of Off With The Fairies is brought to you by Impromptunes, the completely improvised musical... Impromptunes is a group that I'm involved with and uh, what they do is they make an entire musical up on the spot every night based on a title that's called out to them by the audience at the start of every show. Uh, They're a lot of fun if you want to check them out. They perform regularly at Melbourne Comedy Festival, Perth Fringe World and Bondi Feast. Uh, Actually, come to think of it, Funicular looks a lot like one of the performers from Impromptunes. Huh... Um, so, uh, now Funicular is, uh, going to take us down to the, well, his local park. Well, well, uh, this is technically part of my property as well. Oh, right. Yeah, so I own this entire, well, suburb, really, but I allow the, uh, the normals to, uh, to graze freely, if you will. Thank you for, I, I, I noticed you looked over at Isabella when you said normals. Thank you for using it term that like will make sense to me oh absolutely morgan you see i am very old i don't want to say how old but uh these kind of ideas about which word what word i don't take it too personally you see in your tiny minuscule insignificant lifetime if this word makes things easier for you it's okay by me Wow, that makes me feel better and also very insignificant yeah you're nothing really like you'll be gone like that Yep, I, yep. <laughs> what about these greyhounds just, like, running around? What's the story behind them? Mm. You see, I, I think, again, historically, this kind of area attract a lot of blood. And so the greyhounds, they smell that and they think, ooh, yummy, yummy. It doesn't attract bloodhounds? Well, well no, actually the colour grey attracts bloodhounds. Oh, so the greyhounds attract the bloodhounds and it's just like this really kind of unique cycle. Exactly. And then when one dies, you know, it just all goes over again. Wow. So there's a lot of dog action here by this part of the... So it's really just a natural ecosystem going on in your own suburb. Exactly. I mean, people say, oh, this is so unnatural. This is such an unnatural area. But so natural. The cycle. Is is the cycle. Hey, uh, Isabella was talking to me before about maybe a book that you were releasing that you maybe. wanted to talk about it well why don't you tell us <laughs> no, about it I, yeah I'm go on give, give it a plug well, I, I, i've been working on it for such a long time um my book is called ole water um like because uh, i spent so much time in barcelona uh, by the water i mean even here by the water is where i did a lot of the writing of this book uh and really what it's about is i'm trying to I guess do what you're trying to do, Morgan, like to demystify the unknown, you know, like yeah, right. people have such a negative opinion or or paranoia or, or even like a prejudice 
about me and my kind and Isabella's parents' kind or or any other of the... I'm sure you have a lot of other interviews lined up and really all of us just want to be understood like anyone and not to feel different. So that's what my book is all about. It's about, you know, all of the different ways to kill a vampire and how maybe you shouldn't do that. Maybe you should have a bit of a chat with them. Is it a good idea to be printing, like, all the ways to kill a vampire? Can you, I mean... Oh, come on, Morgan. I'm sure you know some of the ways well, that I, you I can kill a vampire. Well, I have some guesses. I'm not sure if they're, if they're true. Well, I mean, I'll I've tell heard you. You'll tell you. Yeah, uh, well, I've heard uh, a wooden stake through the heart. Well, yes, as we, we mentioned. We discussed about Dr. Yeah. Byron. Dr. Yeah. Byron. To be fair, that would kill uh, a human as well. But uh, Exactly. Yep. Yeah, um, uh, sun shining. As we, as said, we, we discussed said, also. Absolutely. Absolutely. We did have um, a chat. Uh, so, so, some things were sometimes it said that taking off a vampire's head... Also, also, also human. You see? So we're not so different. So if you just have a chat about these things, we have a lot in common. What about the thing with uh, not crossing running water? (laughs) Is that running water? I thought it was holy water. There's a a thing about... um, like vampires not being able to cross, uh, like we're running water, like well, a stream or well, something. Well, this stream here is running. Uh, why don't I give it a try? Why don't you give it a try? Okay, see you later, Mog. Funicular. Just kidding. Oh, <laughs> such a joke. For a second, I was petrified that I killed my first guest. Imagine <laughs> that. Well, hopefully, you'll kill the audience with your great show. Oh, thank you, Funicular. But not actually. You see, you catch my meaning? Yeah, yeah, no, I won't kill anyone. Um, so, what are, like, other than those ways that I know of, what are some other ways that vampires do die? Well, there is. Uh, I see what you're doing. You're just going to have to buy the book and find out. <laughs> you can't give us a little sample? Little sample. One more thing. Have you heard about garlic? Yes. That will kill a vampire. Kill a vampire? Yes. If they subsist on garlic alone for <laughs> nine to ten months, they will die. How does that go for you in Barcelona where garlic is very popular in many of the local dishes? Well, you see, it must be solely garlic. So if you oh. don't get any so, uh, complex you... carbohydrates, you know, flu- water itself, you know, flowing or wholly aside, obviously, you, you will die. Right, right. So you can have a bit of garlic, like on your patatas bravas. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. I see you yeah. know Barcelona well. Oh yeah. Well, actually, um, I went to Barcelona when I was uh, twenty-four. Oh, twenty-four. Oh, I thought oh. you were sixteen. So like, really recently, twenty-four. Just yesterday. Just yeah, like just like really recently. Maybe next week or yeah, next maybe year. in the future. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was that the end of your story? Oh, well, no. When I went to Barcelona, actually, I had this amazing platter of patatas bravas and prosciutto and uh, a bit of manchego cheese. Oh, yes. Yeah, and then I was on the beach and uh, having a bit of a lie down in the sun and I felt a person (laughs) massaging me with some oil and uh, I hadn't requested it. No, you did not invite them into your No, I did not invite space. them into my space. And I was lying on the beach and a person came up and they put oil on my back and started massaging me and told me not to ask any questions. <laughs> and I was quite shocked by it. Let me ask you a question, Isabella. Yes. And Morgan, I hope you and your listeners pay attention. Mm-hmm. Was this person vampire? No. That's my point. I completely agree. I think humans are a bigger risk to humans than vampires are. Especially after meeting you, Fanacula, you have 
changed my outlook. What did you call me? Funicular. <laughs> Funicular. Oh, you confused so me with my brother. That is okay, Morgan. I not suck all of your blood. Just to... no, I just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of your brothers, though, how do you feel about like say? Count Dracula, who gets all the attention. Uh, like, how? What is your relationship with him? Look, uh, Count Dracula is very good brother. Sorry, like, what, wait, did what did you say? Count Dracula. What? Count Dracula, my brother. He is very yes. good friend of mine. Okay. Yeah, I like him very much. I like all of my brothers. So, how come Dracula's a count? Like, what did he yeah, do did to he get do? that title? Well, actually, this lost in translation as well. He accountant. Oh, oh yes. like accountant he, Dracula. He, exactly. Yeah. So well, who, was the, who Dracula. was the first accountant? Well, that is an interesting story. And perhaps ask my brother, Vernacular. You have him on the show, perhaps? Yeah, well, I mean, I should do, I, yeah. Yeah, He I knows a lot to. about everything. But, but back, to, back to my brother, uh, accountant Dracula. It's just so wordy. It's so hard to say, accountant Dracula. Accountant, right. uh, accountant Dracula. And that's how he became Count Dracula. Sorry? So just got shortened down. Uh, just shortened. Yeah, you sure sorry, you, say it again. Just say it one more time. What is... What? Just Count Dracula? Count is that what? Dracula. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. He's a legend. He is a he legend. Is and you know who else is a legend? You. Well, uh, maybe Manicula. when my book gets published. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I all the best for when your uh, book does get we'll published, released, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah, well, when is it due to come out? Well, uh, you know, I, I'm doing final touches now, and so I'm hoping in the next 30 to 40... Oh, no. You may not be able to read it, Morgan, because your life's so short. I think Morgan yeah. will be alive in you 30 to 40 years. Wait, were you about is to say 30 to 40 years or 30, 30 to 40, 40 decades? Ye- years. Years. Oh, I, yeah. might, I might be around. I'll probably Morgan, be dead by then. Morgan is quite young. I mean, I might be around, though. I, okay, and the greyhounds might get you even on the way back to to, uh, to Melbourne. Oh, that's, uh, that is uh, very... Well, that's all we have time for. Oh, um, time is so precious, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, Isabella, thank you so much for introducing me to Funicula. He was so great. Such yeah, he's a nice just guy. like a really great guy. Yeah, he's just so positive, just about everything. So, I mean, yeah. he always says, I'm positive because my blood type is, <laughs> which I just think is is a really great joke, you know. It's, yeah. just, it's just really well crafted. Well, um, I'm excited to see who we uh, interview next. Do you want to go get a sandwich? I would love to get a sandwich. Uh, For all those Long Island iced teas he gave us, he did not have any snacks. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.